Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we check in with our friend Rob Vanstone of the Regina Leader Post as the Rough Riders are looking for revenge in the West Final this weekend. He's also a big Jets fan that's been disappointed with the recent string of play. We'll talk about all of it on the podcast. Sunday, big sports day here in Winnipeg. It starts with the West Final at 3 p.m. and the Rough Riders and Blue Bombers in a rematch of 2019. Same teams, different location. And to talk about it, we're joined by our friend Rob Vanstone of the Regina Leader Post. Rob, how are you doing tonight? I'm okay. I'm better than I was yesterday. I'm still getting, getting over that Jets loss to the Coyotes, but uh, hopefully these few minutes can be therapeutic. So you don't want to talk about their uh, poor run of play as of late? <laughs> well, there was that game against Calgary that restored some hope, but then, oh my goodness, what on earth happened last night? Well, a team that's not scoring goals is getting a lot of shots on net the last couple of weeks. That's what we've seen a lot of, right? The finishing touches isn't there right now for the Jets. I don't know if it's a, the configuration of the lines, if they're just tired, if it's a, a blend of all of it, but they're they're not looking so great offensively right now. Oh, well, at least it's, well, I'm going to say it's only November, but it's almost December. I hope it works itself out, but it's uh, it's giving me some angst lately. So, Sunday afternoon at Mosaic, a wild, sloppy, chaotic West semifinal between the Rough Riders and the Stampeders. What was the atmosphere like at that game? Surprisingly electric, considering that uh, they, there weren't a lot of people in the stands. They announced 24,001, but... It might be might be padding it to say there were twenty thousand, and but uh, the people who were there ultimately were well entertained and were certainly loud. I uh, I had a chance to going to go into the broadcast booth for a few minutes and without the uh, filter of the uh, glass in the press of the glass in the press box, I was able to kind of get an idea of what kind of noise there was. And it sure sounded like there were a lot more people than there were, and it certainly uh, turned into a. I don't know if you can call it a game that had that many mistakes, a classic, but it sure was a, an entertaining spectacle to watch after the, at least after the, uh, after the first half. My feeling watching that game was it doesn't matter who wins this. Winnipeg is better than both of these teams. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, I would, uh, I would suggest so. I, uh, I'm not completely ruling out a rider victory, and it's not because I'm from Regina. I've just been watching this long enough to, to see things that you don't necessarily expect. I was at the game in 1972 on November 19th of that year. I was eight years old, and the Bombers hadn't lost a home game all year. The Rough Riders were a third-place team that was 8-8, eight and eight, and they went into Winnipeg Stadium and won 27-24. Um, so uh, there's numerous examples where where it can happen uh it's not a best of seven it's not a best of five it's a one game showdown and if if something turns unexpectedly you don't have a lot of time to to make up for it and that's what it's going to take it's going to take something that you're not expecting for the for the bombers to lose this one but i remember in 1989 when the riders were nine and nine and edmonton was 16 and two and nobody in league history before or since has won 16 regular season games the riders won that west final 32 21 you have to go back to 2001. You remember that bomber team that looked invincible, losing to an eight-win eight Calgary team in the Great Cup. So these things can happen, but that's what it's going to take. It's going to. The odds aren't good, but I wouldn't completely rule it out just because it's Canadian football and it's a it's a one-game showdown. And who knows? So if the Riders are to pull off the upset, and it would be an upset, the Grey Cup odds we got from Bodog today: the Bombers are minus 105, the Rough Riders are five to one. 
to win it. They've got the worst odds because they're going up against the Blue Bombers on Sunday. What has to happen for the Riders to pull it off? Because in their two games they played in September, they weren't close. Well, it's uh, both lines have to play in robust fashion for the for the Rough Riders against two extremely good lines that are are um, Bombers' property. Um, I don't think it's out of the question. I think that the Rough Riders' defensive line can can do well because they have a very good defensive line. Uh, the prob- problem is that the Bombers have, have the best offensive line in the league, one that is tougher than the one they just riders just faced uh, going against the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, but I don't think it's a stretch to suggest that the riders' off- defensive line could apply some pressure, and if you can disrupt the timing of Zach Kalaros, maybe you can make some inroads there. I think the the big problem for Saskatchewan is that carnivorous Bomber defensive line against an offense, Rough Rider offensive line that has had its issues this season. That, to me, seems to be the most glaring mismatch of the day if you look at uh, who goes against who. And there's, there's gonna, it's going to require a, sort of an aberration of an effort and a superhuman effort from that offensive line or amazing scheming by, by Jason Moss in order to prevent uh, the Bombers' defensive linemen from being all over Cody Pichardo. If they can protect him and if the Bombers can't protect Zach Kalaros, uh, it could be an interesting game. But I think both would have to happen. Cody Fajardo, 180 yards, pa- 189 yards passing and four interceptions on the day. How much better does he have to be through the air to win on Sunday? Oh, he said it himself. You're not gonna, he's not going to get away with uh, throwing four interceptions against Winnipeg. I mean, he's never thrown four interceptions against anybody in, in professional football until last Sunday against Calgary. And uh, you know, one or two might be too much against that team there is so the margin for error against Winnipeg is so infinitesimal if you've got to seize every opportunity you just you have to basically play a perfect football game or as close to you can as close as you can to a perfect football game in order to beat this team especially at home uh it's just there really doesn't seem to be a a weakness anywhere on it and uh um so uh, the riders are gonna have to punch above their weight and then Winnipeg is going to have to somehow really uh, let down. And uh, maybe the fact that they haven't played a meaningful game for a while might give the Rough Riders a bit of a competitive edge early. But this is a Rider team that never really starts a game very well anyway. So they would have to do what they haven't ordinarily done. Even last week against Calgary, they had a poor start. So somehow they have to get the Bombers on their heels and just get them out of their comfort zone. They haven't played a lot of close football games this year. Maybe if you can get, if you can get into their heads and make a play or two that they're not expecting, then psychology might take over. Uh, but, I mean, there's so many things that have to go in the Rough Riders' favor, so many things that haven't gone in favor of teams that have played Winnipeg all year. You would suggest that the likelihood of a Rough Rider victory is fairly slim. But in a one-game showdown, Canadian football on a cold day with a with a ball that isn't round, <laughs> you never know completely. Well, the Bombers, if you throw away the last two games, which I think you should because there are all kinds of personnel changes in the last two games for Winnipeg, they were not a, a crazy good first-half team. Right, A lot of games were close at the half. They were pretty much even point differential in the second quarter this year and were slightly ahead in the first. But third quarter, better. Fourth quarter, just destroyed everything that went their way they gave up almost nothing the whole year they were plus 100 i think at one point and it's a soul-crushing thing to have that kind of hope you think and then oops it's gone so for the rough riders then i i'm I'm getting the sense that for them to win 
they need to be maybe ahead going into the fourth quarter. And I think special teams are going to have to be huge for them, just like they were on Sunday against the Stamps, where they get the onside kick, they get a return called back for a touchdown, and then one that actually does count for a touchdown. Yeah, they, I mean, offense, defense, and special teams are going to be at the top, at the top of their games or have to be. And, and, and it's almost like playing the New York Yankees. You know you better get to them before the ninth inning because if you don't, there's Mariano Rivera once upon a time. And that's what the Bombers are like in the fourth quarter. And it's, uh, it's over if you're not ahead of them. Uh, by that point and uh, they're just such a formidable team with a with a finishing touch and that's a that's a really dangerous con- uh, combination so, um, so something is going to have to happen to really just kind of change the 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 vibe in the stadium and with the bombers and if, if the riders can get a, a key play early and get just get the bombers out of their you know out of their rhythm and and, and just unsettle themselves somehow. I think this game might be won or lost as much as it's a physical battle. I think there's also an element of psychology that's going to be involved with this game. The Rough Riders are going in there. They, they are, everybody's expecting them to lose, and they can play with no pressure. They can play with abandon. And if, uh, if, if, you, if they can go in there and do that and the Bombers are suddenly doubting themselves or questioning themselves or saying, well, what happened here? We weren't expecting that that's when psychology takes over. And, and in, in a short game that can be over before you know it, that could be a pretty powerful force. You don't have a game two, game three, game four to regroup. How much has the 2019 game been a part of the discussion so far in Regina? How much are you expecting it to be a part of the discussion? I don't think among the, on, among the team it's that big a deal. Uh, there's only 19 players left on the Rough Riders roster who, who are going to play on, on Sunday who, uh, who uh, were in that game. So more than half the roster is turned over. Now there's a lot of core players for the Rough Riders who, uh, who are still there, but I think they exercised some of those demons by winning a whole playoff game for the first time at their new stadium. They'd, they'd had more than two years to, to ruminate about that loss to Winnipeg. So I think winning that game against Calgary got them over that hump. Now I... You know, if Winnipeg was coming in here, I think there might be a bit more deja vu for them. But uh, the fact that they're going in there, it's a bit of a different dynamic. It's it's uh, it's it's two years ago instead of last year, and uh, I'm sure it'll I'm sure they'll be reminded of it sometimes. There's there's little battles that have to be fought, but I'm not sure that's going to really be a be a huge factor. It's not something we're really hyping up a lot here. Maybe that's just us overlooking the obvious, but it just doesn't seem to be part of the vibe or part of the storyline leading up to this game. But this is also an amazing additional chapter to this rivalry, right, where you've got these two teams in 2019 in the West Final. They flip it in 2021 in a, in a long history where, you know, the Riders don't have a lot of great cups on their mantle, and the Bombers have gone big stretches between cup wins before. I mean, this would be an enormous win for the Riders, maybe one of the biggest wins in their history if they were to pull this off on Sunday? It would be up there. It's not, uh, it's not foreign to them over, over the course of franchise history to, to upset a team in the West Final. I mean, not just Edmonton in, in 1989, but they've, they, beat a, they beat a 13-win Calgary team with, a, with an 11-win team of their own. I, I granted, in 2013, they beat a, a 14-win BC team in in uh, in, 19, in 2007 to get to the get to the championship, they've they've 
it, it, they've had Western finals like that before. I, I mentioned the uh, the 1972 game earlier. They've, they've had some upset wins. Generally, the Rough Riders teams that win Grey Cups aren't front runners. They aren't favored. In 1966, the Riders finished first in the West, but it was they were 9-6-1, and, and Ottawa was 11-3 and expected to crunch them. And that was the only time the Riders won a Grey Cup while finishing first in the West. Otherwise, it's been second, third, summer. It's, pardon me, it's been third place, second place, second place. So they've at some point in the playoffs, they've always been an underdog when they've won the Grey Cup. And so this is the role that, that historically this team has, has assumed and at some point uh, relished when they've, when they've been able to win. So they've got the Bombers right where they want them. <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure anybody wants the Bombers under any circumstances. It's, that, that is one scary team. I mean, 15 players on the All-Star team compared to two members of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders on that All-Star team. I mean, honestly, to, to see a, an All-Star team dominated like that, again, it's, it's almost reminiscent, reminiscent of that 1989 Edmonton team. Uh, the Rough Riders are sure hoping there's a parallel to 89, but... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it would surprise everybody if the, Rough, if the Rough Riders won. But it's a pretty industrious team. And it's a team that manages to keep itself, itself in football games because they've got a, a really good defense. I think it's a championship-caliber defense. Now, the offense certainly isn't. But if that defense can keep the score down and the Riders are in the game into the fourth, into the fourth quarter, then, you know, that's, I think you just want to keep it close into the latter stages and hope you get a chance to pull it out at the end. And uh, if that opportunity arises, we might see an upset. I wouldn't put a lot of money on it, but uh, I wouldn't completely rule it out. That's why they play the game, and that's why football is so beautiful. One game doesn't matter. There's no second chances. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. Rob, appreciate your time as always. Thanks for this, and uh, better luck to your Jets going forward. Oh, I hope so. Uh, (laughs) I hope Friday's a better day. Thanks so much for your time, Christian. It's great to chat with you as always. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this Try to warn you of the day. You may not share our intellect, which might explain.